6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. So what's in a name? It is a question that is being asked by many across North America right now. In Canada recently, we've seen school boards, city halls, other organizations taking steps to rename places and buildings that honor people with troubled histories. Now, just this past week in Edmonton, a mural at Grandin LRT station was covered, and the name of the station has been temporarily changed to Government Central as work begins to choose a new name. And for the past couple of years, the conversation about changing Edmonton's Oliver community name has been underway. For some history, Frank Oliver started Edmonton's first paper, the Edmonton Bulletin. He was actively involved in chasing the Papas Chase from their land. He also used his position as an MP to put forward anti-immigration policies that added preference to people of certain races. Now, the Community League is moving ahead with the name change. Joining me this afternoon is Robin Patches, the president of the Oliver Community League, and Hunter Cardinal, actor, former Oliver resident, and volunteer with Uncover Oliver. Robin, Hunter, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Robin, let's start uh, with you. Um, as president of the Oliver Community League, um, this this movement, I think it was back in 2017, started talking uh, about this, about the change and about uh, Oliver's legacy. Um, when did it become more and more obvious to you that things had to change? Well, that's a good question. And I think you hit the nail on the head, but it was in 2017 when this first really came to a head. Uh, we, our community league at the time, I wasn't with them, I wasn't with the community league at that time, but they received a lot of pushback from the community to start thinking critically about the name and to take a stance. Over the last, next couple of years after that, uh, it seemed like such a daunting task. What does a community league do with a community name? How do we address it? Where, what possible impact can we have? A community name is such a huge, a huge thing. Uh, but then it came, and it came increasingly obvious the more, that the, uh, the more and more that we sat on it and talked about it. And it con- finally came to fruition in June 2020, uh, where we received another huge push from community members of all backgrounds to seriously consider pushing and make, taking a stance on the name. And the board at the time decided that it was time to act. Uh, Hunter, there are, are a lot of people who don't understand or, or maybe don't agree with changing names. Um, you've heard the comments saying that it's erasing history. Why, mm-hmm. why is this, and you know, why, why do you and, and so many others, though, believe that this is the right move and will help on the path to reconciliation? Yeah, you know, two things. I think, um, first off, that this isn't about changing history. This is about really uncovering the past, present, and future of a community. You know, that's why education has been such a major component of this movement. What we're hearing is that a lot of people didn't actually know that the neighborhood was named after someone named Frank. And then of those people who happened to know that, they didn't actually know the full history of Frank Oliver. So as a community, we're learning things that we weren't told about Frank Oliver. And really, it's the farthest thing from erasing history. It's actually learning from it. And I think what's really important is that, you know, this is rediscovering who we are. We need a name that we can rally behind today. We need a name that reflects who we are and who we dream we can be. And that unification, you know, is just so needed right now. Hunter, when you lived in in that community, did, did you know any of the history at that time? Honestly? 
I, I had, I did. And it was such a, a brutal time living there and realizing that a lot of people didn't know, you know, what Frank Oliver stood for, uh, what he did. And I think that's such a shame too, because, you know, that's a part of our history that, that was being withheld from us. Robin, where are you, where is the Community League in this process? And I know that uh, there's a lot of people involved. You're making sure that you're hearing from uh, voices from so many different areas. Tell us how this is going to work. Yeah, so the big news this week was that on Wednesday, we launched a call for proposals, a request for proposals to find a professional mass-like consultant, engagement consultant to help us take this to the next step. Uh, the Community League is really trying to take our time and engage as many people as possible. The last thing we want us to do is to make a quick, rash decision and name the community after uh, something that may have caused uh, further hurt. So instead, we're taking our time and listening to as many affected communities as possible. We want to engage as many members of the community as possible and make sure that this truly is a unifying experience and not an exclusionary one. We don't want to divide this process. We want to bring everybody in. So what this looks like in the next couple of weeks to a month is that we're looking for a professional partner. So if anyone here is listening and you're a member of a firm, professional firm that does community engagement or has worked with Indigenous communities in the past, we're looking to find, find a partner firm or collection of firms that will help us do this actual on-the-ground engagement, hosting town halls, having conversations with people, uh, engaging with folks in a respectful manner, and really trying to find out how do our community members view uh, Oliver, what kind of values uh, do they see in the community and what's the name that could reflect that? Hunter, when it comes to looking at a new name for that area, do you have something in mind? Are you leaning towards something? What would you like to see the name reflect? Honestly, the name could be anything so long as the community. Uh, who Oliver is made up of, they have an opportunity to really gather together and have this discussion that we didn't get to have initially. We need to find a name that reflects who we are, what we hold most dear. And for me, I'm most excited about that conversation actually getting the chance to happen. You know, these are these these can be difficult conversations, Hunter and Rob, and I think uh, for for uh, a lot of folks tr- trying to wrap their head and their minds about uh, the past and uh, and in the future but it's a great opportunity to learn isn't it it is a great as as you've mentioned to reflect on who where we've come from but also where we want to go next and how we want our city to look and how we want it to be so inclusive really and embracing mm-hmm. yeah yeah you absolutely you're absolutely correct and i think this is an excellent opportunity for unification um, so many municipal issues that a city, the a community faces are so complex and have high barriers to entry. I still don't even, I'm the president of the community league and I couldn't name half of the zoning, zoning zones in the, in the city. I don't know. But a name is something that everybody understands and can unify and rally around. And Edmonton really has a chance to be a, a world leader in this initiative. Like you said, this is something that the entire entirety of North America is grappling with. And I think it's a really proud moment to be an Edmontonian. Uh, to look and see how seriously our city is uh, grappling this generational issue that is naming. Has there been any thought on having a space to explain the change, why it happened, the history about about Oliver and the name and, and why it was changed? 
Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that because we're doing everything we can to document this entire process. We're partnering with the Edmonton Federation of Community Leagues to document along the way. We've actually engaged a documentarian, his name's Sean C., a local historical filmmaker who's gotten support from the Edmonton Community Foundation to uh, document this entire process. From day one, education was our number one priority. Our, our campaign at first, all that we posted was a simple timeline of events, um, and the rest followed. Uh, and we posted a video this Monday that was uh, essentially like a seven-minute summary of why the changes needed, Oliver's past, Oliver's history, what Frank Oliver did. So that is a number one priority of the entire initiative. Robin and Hunter, before I let you go this afternoon, uh, I know, uh, you know you've mentioned that you're taking the time in this process, giving it lots of thought, having lots of input. When do you hope that uh, a new name for the neighbourhood might be in place? Uh, I'll go first and then let Hunter respond. But I, uh, we, we hope to have something within the next year, um, if all goes amazing swimmingly, maybe within six to eight months, but again, the priority here is doing it right and not doing it quickly. Yeah, Hun yeah, Hunter, you, you agree with Robin on that one, I bet. Absolutely. You know, if we can do this right, we'll have a wonderful template to be able to hand to other cities, other communities that are going through the exact same thing so that we can, you know, as a national community of communities, have a way to tackle these issues. Robin Patches, Hunter Cardinal, joining me this afternoon. Thank you for the time on this Friday afternoon. I look forward to talking to you both again down the road as, as this continues to unfold. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you very much for having us. Take care now.